Jackson. Shut your mouth, broadcasting. First round draft pick. Believe we got stats, kid. Quarterback sacking. 100 yard dashing. So tap in for the action. What teams got traction? Welcome to the Sim Podcast Show. I'm your co host, Eric. And I'm always joined by my co-host, Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? You know what we do? We talk about the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. And Ron, I want to wish everyone a happy holidays. This is technically our Christmas show because mm-hmm. Christmas is in less than a week. I know. It's crazy. This whole year has flown by. The holidays next week. <sighs> yeah, I don't even know what to say, man. Um, still got a lot of shopping to do. Not much football to watch anymore because our teams are basically almost out of it. You know, well, so. we're, our teams are out of it, but there's still a lot of football to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, really you, good Christmas game. Can't wait to see Baltimore-San Francisco. That's going to be a great game. Listen, I don't know. used to be that the NBA owned Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden we got three football games on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, you know, overlapping leagues and all that. They just are running out of, you know, running out of hours of the mm-hmm. day to put games on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to talk about, we're going to recap week 15. We're going to have our NFL news. We're going to have our upset specials, our predictions, our power ranking. But first... Let's kick it off with some NFL news. Ron Rodgers made it official now. He's out for the year. Which coincidentally, coincidentally, I thought, that, wow, the Jets get blown out by Miami. And all of a sudden, oh, you know what? I can't play. And Ron, all year long, I told you. Talk, 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 He was talk, on the talk. show. He was, the media was all on it. There was tweets, you know, there was tweets of him like in slow motion, throwing the ball. And I kept telling you, this is all hype. This mm-hmm. is just him to stay on the news cycle. And now it's official. It was all hype, Ron. It was do, all do hype. Do you think if the Jets were in a better, different situation, they were still in it, he'd come back? I, I don't think he'd come back either way. But. I don't think any doctor would put their medical certification <laughs> on the line and clear yeah. him to come back. That, that would be like a huge... Huge mistake mm-hmm. uh, by him. But yes, I'm glad, even though this is week, what, 16, I'm glad that he's over it, that we don't have to talk about him. Yes, he can make his weekly Pat McAfee, uh, Pat McAfee uh, show prediction, yeah. but he's out. Ron, the other set of news that I wanted to put in here is Matt Patricia is back in our lives. Or not so much... In your life, but in the Eagles' life, mm-hmm. your what, life. <laughs> what? 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 And you mentioned that this is probably like the NFL just recycling things. Yeah, man. But what's going on here? Is it just like free coaches? I know he's still on the contract with the Lions, so he's getting a check. So why the Eagles tap him though? I don't know, man. The, the NFL like teams are just like too scared. I don't know what, you know, why, but they're too, they don't do any work and, you know, make an effort to go out and find new talent. They rather just recycle coaches, like look for someone else who's been there, whether they were successful or not. Um, Just, you know, just hire them just because they have some experience and they're afraid, I think, to like, you know, do anything different. And it sucks for You know, the NFL sucks for teams that have that way of looking at things. Like, I know if you were an Eagles fan and you came up to me and you said, hey, we just got Matt Patricia to call our defense. Is it going to be better? I just like, I dealt with this guy my whole entire life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he can be a hit. Sometimes he can be a not so much. I don't know if this is going to make him any better, but... I mean, he has had success on the defense, not so much in the offense. So maybe it'll work out. Who knows? You know, I just, I just throw my hands in the air. I'm like, yeah, I guess he's back in life. Give somebody else a chance. That's all I yeah. gotta say. I know you know at, at this scale, your team is still first, right? Still in first place, still a Super Bowl favorite. 
you know, you probably don't want to, they probably felt the, the need to go with someone with experience, but you know, I, I think at the off season, like I think all teams need to take a look at their, like who's on their staff. They do we have the right people. Um, or are we just like, just, you know, taking the same people over and over again that have, you know, have had their time go by and, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's teams like the Dolphins, um, you know, teams like even Houston, I got to give them credit, right? That go out and just, they're okay to take risks and do something different. That's that's what I respect. Yeah, this is, um, you know, if you think outside the box and come up with something new that we haven't seen before, hey, mm-hmm. more power to you. I think that you're working in the right space. But if you're doing the Eagles things and you're recycling people just because, you know, you lost a defensive coordinator through Arizona, so now you got to bring in Matt Patricia, whatever works, man, mm-hmm. whatever works. Okay, this, I put it in there because at the beginning of the week, we both disagreed. The KC suspension. Ron, this is your moment. This is your chance. Why Why is the NFL overstepping on Let's just first start off by level setting. The NFL has been awful this year. The officiating um, on the field has been terrible. In addition to that, the fines that have happened, um, you know, after the game, outside the game, has been atrocious. Um, the fines that players have had um, have has been atrocious, and a lot of players have had to appeal them, and they've won in most cases. They've won their appeals, um, but the whole system to me is broken. Now on the KZ play specifically, he got flagged for what I thought was a clean, but probably an unnecessary hit um, by the rule of the book. He didn't lower his helmet. He didn't leave his feet. Um, he just bent down, used his shoulder pad, and, but he did hit a guy that was in a compromising position. Now, the guy was diving for the ball. You know, did he have time to slow up? And even if he did, what's the other option? You know, what can he do in that position to prevent the player from catching the ball? Nothing. It's either hit him or let him catch it, right? So I, I think you answered your question yourself earlier when you said, what he was supposed to do is just tag him. He's down, tag him. So let him catch the ball and then tag him. Because as the John Runyon who made this violation, the decision, mm-hmm. he uh, he could have avoided the hit. Oh, yeah. It uh, was very avoidable. Absolutely. He didn't, and that's why he got flagged. Yeah, so we should have 60-point games every week, right? And not just play defense. Don't hit anybody Listen, if that's the case. And this is why I say go back to coaching. You know a hit like that's gonna get flagged. Alright, so explain to me, and this is this is why I'm in a disagreement with the NFL. Walk me through what a legal hit in that scenario would look like. Listen. A legal play to play defense and to try to defend that play. What's what's the option? The option, if you see that a guy is diving for the ball. That is a football play that could have been avoided. So what do you do? I'm mean, just asking. What do you do? Listen, listen it's a bang bang play. You're there. The ball is it there. It wasn't you a both, bang bang. Yes, play. it was. It he was a bang on bang his play. Feet, he could he could avoid it. It's a bang bang play. They're no, both, he, he to no, both, okay. it's not a bang bang play. In baseball, and I brought this up. If two two outfielders are in the outfield, they see each other. They don't know who's going after the ball. They dive into each no, other. They always call. Whoever, they, okay, whoever so has, has call. a call. So yeah. they, you've never seen players dive into each other in baseball? Rarely happens. It has happened. But rarely happens. But it, and you don't get it, a play. It it's happens. not the same. It's the exact same. It's not same. the same because you cannot, you cannot you're not going to get a penalty. Yeah, you, you can hurt the other guy, but you're not going to get a penalty. eliminate violent hits, accidental, like, KZ, you think KZ was trying to knock him out? Let me ask you that. I think coaching here, if if he's coach, and so you, let me just oh, say this. Okay, let me, say let me just say coaching, this. I'm asking you as a coach, what do you tell your player to do in that situation? If you're a coach, mm-hmm. you tell your players, listen, 
if the guy doesn't have his eyes on you, his eyes are on the ball. Where are your eyes have... as a defensive player? Shouldn't it be trying to make a play on the ball also? But you don't have a play on the ball. Of course you do. No, you don't. Uh, but is your job the... to, to make a play it, and to you prevent make a play the guy? On the receiver. Okay, don't you try to prevent him from... Okay, explain. So what? what's the play yes. on the receiver? So if the receiver is laying out like this play, like you can see the receiver laying out okay. before he even catches a ball. Yeah. And then you can see the Casey looking at the ball, looking at the receiver, looking at the ball, looking at the receiver. He's looking at the ball, looking at the receiver, looking at the ball. Yes, yes. And, okay, so finish. So, and then he, what so does he do? So you tag him. You tag him because he's, what he's going to do? He's get in the up air. And, he's in the air. No, who's in the air? The, the receiver's uh, diving for the ball. Exactly. Oh, you need he's to not, tag him. Oh, you need to tag yet, him. He has not yet caught the ball. All as you need defender, to do is tag him. As a defender, what do you do to stop the player from catching the ball? The ball's in the air. He already gave himself up. It's almost like he's giving himself up. You cannot up. give yourself up. This makes no sense. He's giving... You he's cannot... Listen, the only listen, on, listen, let me say this. Let me say this. If he doesn't you, catch the ball... The only time you can get, give yourself up if you have the ball. Listen, he had not... He dove listen, to try to catch the ball. he's going to get penalized whether the guy catches the ball or not. Oh, I, but that, I'm not See, disagreeing that's what with I'm that. saying. I'm not disagreeing that's with that. That's what I'm saying. You the have rule. a chance to pull up because, like you say, he didn't launch himself. He was on his feet. So you have a chance to pull up because the to other let guy... Him catch it. But that's... Just say it. You let him catch it. You don't make a play to, to try to... To prevent Let him, him from catch catching it the ball. because this is okay. a, this is what well, happens. Thank you for clearing it up. This I just is what want happens. You to say that you Let want him the catch end. it. Okay. You avoid you avoid getting your team penalized. Okay. And that's it. It's ten yards, fifteen yards, whatever he whatever gain, it's gonna happen from that play. Okay. But you don't get penalized. You don't get suspended three games. You don't miss it's so two hundred thousand dollars in, so in let's, fines. Let's let's let. Okay, three. Two, one. Hi guys, welcome back. Uh, we ran out of batteries. No oh, shocker. All right, Ron. Where were we as far as the KZ KZ suspension? We were talking about how I said that he should have caught the ball and just tagged him. Let him catch it. Let him catch mm -hmm. it. You saying that there was no way or. Oh, he's not coached for that. What what were you saying? So my point is, your job as a defender is to prevent that from happening, right? It's to if you can, yes, if you can prevent the player from making a reception. And what the penalty was that it was avoidable. That was everything. That was avoidable. that was a penalty. If I'm if I'm playing defensive back and a running back is coming at me, I can step out of the way. That's avoidable, isn't it? That's and that's you, know, you were not gonna get penalized the way you, you, you won't penalize the, the team. I'm not saying act like pickets Listen, and just not them blocking the you're basically but, saying what I'm saying is you hurt your team. I don't think he by I don't think by doing he got thrown out. Yeah. What do you mean here he didn't hurt I, that that <laughs> part doesn't bother me. So there's a lot of things that bother me and I wanna get get to it, right? So the rule needs to to be modified, right? I think. To, because and I don't think you can ever make it perfect. There'll never be a perfect rule. There's always gray areas, right? Football is not black and white; it's gray. That's why all these calls are subjective. And you got people that are like, "Oh, I could see this," or "I, you know, no, no, this is just wrong. You shouldn't make that call." You got to use referees. Officials have to use like some sort of common sense. The question is, with football, do you want the defender just to allow him to catch the ball and then tag him? Then say so. Put that in the rule book. If a guy's diving, then don't make a play. Let him catch the ball and then tag him. Put that specifically. Make it black and white. But as a defender, your job is to try to make a play on the ball. That's exactly what he did. Now, should he have hit him in the neck area? Absolutely not. He should get a penalty for that, right? So I'm not disagreeing with that. Here's the things I'm a little upset with. Like, makes no sense. There was a flag on the play. Makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. New York decided to come out of the game. New, someone from New York called and said he, he can't go back in the game. Now, how in the hell can someone in New York make that call when the referees and officials don't have a chance to review it on their own and make that determination? In college, that's exactly what happened. They call targeting. The officials on the field get to look at the video 
and they get to make the call on whether it's targeting, right? Or if it if it's not, right? So someone in New York within two seconds decides to say, oh no, that that that's not a clean hit, and they boot him for the game, right? And I, I guarantee they did that because his name's KZ and he's had other penalties before. Here's the other thing that pisses me off, right? So they suspend him. A lot of back and forth of whether or not it's a clean hit. A lot of players came out. You saw Tom Brady, his response. Um, say, what is the defender supposed to do, basically? Legitimately, it is a clean hit. It's, the, you know, exactly what you're supposed to do. But at the same time, the player is making a play on the ball. He's the wrong place, wrong time. Accidents happen. Now, here's what I don't like. They came out and suspended him and said, they made him look like a dirty player. Said, you've been warned several times. And he has been fined four or five times right not a not flags necessarily but fines after the game some of them he's been flagged for others not what i don't like is you basically insinuate that he's a dirty player he's been fined before he should know better when all of those fines i think except for one have been rescinded so you admit the nfl admits to making a mistake with the fine and rescinding the fine, but you're over here claiming he's basically a dirty player and he should know better. Your rules don't make any sense. Suspending him for three games and on top of that, you say if they go to the postseason, he can't play. So it's potentially up to seven games if we were to go all the way to Super Bowl. How the hell can you tell me, and I know they... they they put the rules in so players can go in and appeal, which they will, and then it gives them a chance to reduce the fines or whatever, or eliminate it altogether, whatever. I get that. But how the hell can you tell me in your right mind that you can take a player away, you know, take out his paycheck for the rest of the season, you know, when you can't tell me or show me a video or explain what I should do as a defender to stop him from catching the ball, that would be a legal hit in terms of, of like what I what I'm able to do. That's all I'm saying. Well let's 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 get the facts right. He's had been fined six times for unnecessary roughness. Mm-hmm. Five of them actually Rescinded. stayed. No, no, they stayed because he has that cost him fifty nine thousand dollars so far. So it, no, not no, every no. not everyone he, has he, been appealed. Been, every single time he's been fined, he is appealed, and they've been rec- like five of them has been rescinded. Five out of six has been rescinded. The fact is, after the second one, after the first one, he should have been like, "Oh, maybe I need to like dial it back." It he didn't. You he kept. If you he's get a, a ticket, habitual line stepper, if you get a ticket for, for, for something, you yep. appeal it. And they say, you know what? You're right. You, you didn't go make back it. to speeding. You, you know, right? <laughs> you go back to speeding. You're missing my point. You're over talking, but you're not hearing what I'm saying. If you get a ticket, you the say I'm speeding. I show you video that I'm not speeding. The judge agrees with, oh, you're not speeding. They take away your ticket. You can't say you're a habitual speeder. No, that's that doesn't yeah, make any sense. You get another ticket for speeding, and you go back and you go. No, no, judge. You see, the video shows that I wasn't Exactly. And the judge agrees with you. And then You're again, innocent. Again, You're innocent. But every time you have to do that, that is, that's, that's ridiculous. That's, that's how the NFL set up their, their rules, oh, right? Well, then, I think, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't have a job come next oh, year. Give me because a break. Give me a break. Come on, man. He's a habitual line stepper. Give me a break. <laughs> habitual line stepper. Right, listen. The rules are set at up. The, at the end of the day, here's what we can agree on. Football is not going to be the same. It, it isn't the same. From when I, you know, when I used to play or when I used to watch it, like, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, it's just not the same sport anymore. And it's kind of like baseball where they're like, uh, or, you know, basketball, where they're like, go ahead and score 160 points. We don't care about defensive games anymore. We don't want to see 80 to like 70 something games. Let's just have, you know, 150 points. That, that, Let's make that the norm. Protect the offensive players at all costs and basically take tackling, any sorts of tackling, uh, out the pitcher, take hitting from the game, period. But you shouldn't be surprised by any of this because, number one, 
fantasy football, Bruin football. I don't think it has anything yes, to do with fantasy. Yes, it does. It does. Listen, you get both female and male, both genders basically, to play fantasy football. Mm-hmm. You want a high-scoring game so that your fantasy team, even because I know there's, there's people in my life that do not watch NFL at all, mm-hmm. but yet play fantasy football. So in order to please that demographic, you have to make the rules more offensive, I, more offensive minded. I, I don't, I don't agree. Yeah, that's listen that at all. But, but then why do you think why do you think rules have changed? Football has the reason that rules have changed. Yeah, according to the NFL, is to for player safety. And I do believe, I honestly think they are trying to make the game safer, especially now with knowing what they know about concussions. I completely understand that. Certain things need to be banned. Absolutely. But at the same time, like you got to look at what you're doing. You're basically eliminating every single like type of hit on players. You tell them don't hit high. Now, next thing you know, don't hit low. Where is a defender that's 240 something pounds running like a 4240, right? Like how is he, if he's going full speed, supposed to know I can only hit right here. When the offensive player is jumping, ducking, they get to use stiff arms. They get to do basically any like wh- what are you what what are you making the sport into, right? Might as well just take the defense out, make put flags on them, right? Like you said, and make I mean, it flag football. It's gonna be flag football. And this is the thing is that these players, more and more people. But these like, players don't sign up for it, right? That's not what they want, right? They of course they don't. I'm not, None of them wants but, to get injured, right? No one's intent is to go out and hurt anyone. But at the same time, that's not the sport they grew up playing. Yeah, but you're not going... This is the thing is, if you're talking about player safety and you're not going to sign off on, oh, you know what? This might hurt me long term, but short term, this is going to be great. So let's get rid of the long term and just do the short term. No CBA agreement is going to go with that they're gonna look at the long term they're gonna be like you know if you want to play extra if you want to play a couple of years more we need to change these rules here so it's not i get that yes but there's certain things you just you have to understand it's a violent sport there's gonna be injuries period right if 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 you're listen hold on let me finish finish. i know that it's all about player safety if player safety is important let's get rid of kickboxing boxing nascar let's get rid of all that stuff if if player safety that that's what it comes down about, to get rid of every contact sport boxing period. kickboxing you see have that's those are niche sports this, what, what the hell are you talking listen, about you, do you see kickboxing and and uh ucf and ever uh, whatever ufc fights on network TV? No, you do it not. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. NASCAR, it NASCARs aren't regular TV. People die in NASCAR. They literally Listen, die. That's what you sign up for to be a professional. You understand what the risks are, right? Now, I listen. It's, if I'm it's, it's, it's going to turn off people, they don't even show replays. What turns they off? stop? They stop doing the. Let hitting, me ask you something. The, the hitting on. They stop doing the hitting on ESPN because. They were like, you can't promote it. Let me ask you something. You think if they allowed it to be like what it was 10 years ago when it turned off the NFL, you don't think there'd be a multi-billion dollar industry right now? They would I think that more there's money people today. in charge. There's people in charge of the NFL right now that they look at this not as a football product, but as a product, as something that they can mold and they can sell to the masses. This is what I'm saying is like, there's too much money involved for them to be like, you know what? People can die on live TV. They don't want that. They don't want that. Yeah. They, they're they going to make whatever, whatever the case possible, whatever the rules possible to make it less violent. That's why we're headed towards flag football, because eventually nobody's going to be allowed to touch anyone. Yeah, wow. It's a sad state of affairs. It is a sad state of affair, but that's with, those are the rules. Casey. I, I like I said, you want to flag him? I get that. Heck, I'm okay with you throwing him out of the game. I just didn't like how it happened. Like the officials that are there on the field need to be able to like look at a replay, like, look at as many replays as they need to, and make that decision. That can't come from anywhere, you know. Um, I don't agree with that at all. 
Uh, You're taking it out of the officiating hand and you're putting in someone in New York, some random person in New York. Why why do you think that's happening? I have no idea. Because the NFL is a huge, profitable organization. They're not going to let some three guys on the football field design. So some random person that no one knows? Not a random person. It's some official in the NFL. It's not like a random person. Someone that knows the rules says, you know what? This guy needs to get kicked out. Let me out. tell you something. We can we can pre- sit here and pretend like the NFL cares about players. We, You and I both know they do not care about they player, not player care. safety. But, right? but they care about the viewers, the television. If they see someone being dirty, like the days of Ronnie Harrison but, but, are they're gone. But, Those days are gone. If you play safety well, that's like that. Play. That's that. There's a but, difference but between. Even dirty, a dirty play or even a clean play. If, it's, if it looks violent. You just said it, if it looks violent. Listen, but those which are the view rules. are you talking about? Which viewer? Those are the rules. So if it looks violent, but it's clean, it's a penalty. If it's a clean hit, but it looks violent, you know, if it's yeah, a hard look, hit. Michael Pimmon got up and, yeah, he left the game, but he was fine. So if he, I if he, I legally tackle you correctly and it's a violent hit, right? That I should be fine, and it happens all the I time. I should be fine every if week. I use, every week, does that they make throw any a flag, sense? and I can see the coach going, "Hey, that was a legal heat. Why, why, why did you throw the flag? Because it looked violent. That's why they threw the flag." Okay, so you're admitting they're not even following the rule, right? They are following. That's the not rule. the rule. Put it in the rule. You can't have violent <laughs> hits. That's not That's the rule. That's why he got kicked out because it. it the first, the hit was violent. We're, we're gonna agree to the decision. At the end of the day, the officials, we know this for damn sure. They're not following their own damn rule. They are. They're not. They're following whatever the NFL wants them to do. That's not even in the rule book. They can give two shits about anything about player safety. Or if they gave a shit about the integrity of the game, then you would hire your goddamn referees full time and you would find them for making fucking mistakes. Right. When they blow calls full time. They are full-time. They, I think they're part-time. I don't think they're full-time. No, they are full-time. Way, they, this is cool. When they make a mistake, find their asses, okay? And make that shit public, right? When you, you blow a goddamn call like you do every single freaking time I turn the TV on, any game, they're blowing calls left and right at the end of the game. I want to see those guys fine. I want to see them throw out the league, too. Then I know that you care about the integrity of the game or player safety. Give me a freaking break. I don't want to hear. That's not going to happen. I don't want to hear anything from, you know, from because the NFL. The, about the NFL, those referees work for the NFL. They don't work for the individual teams. That, that's they, my they point. They work for the NFL, so they're not going to get criticized. That's, that's my point. And they're not going to get they're criticized. They're protecting that, their brand. That's that's all it is. It just comes down to money at the end of the day. We're not disagreeing on that, but, you know, it's, it's just a sad state of affairs. And the thing is, and I know this just from working where where I work, right? You know, and dealing with HR, you know, you have to write, but everything has to be black and white. You got to make it black and white so you can like hold your people accountable. But we don't live in a society that's just black and white. It's just, there's so many gray areas. You got to allow for some subjectivity, um, you know, and here, here we are. So... That's that's basically, you know, there's nothing nothing you can do about it. Uh, let's quickly round recap week fifteen. Uh, let's go with it was Kansas City and New England. They were favored by seven and a half. I had New England winning twenty four to seventeen. You had them losing eighteen to ten. Final score was twenty seven to seventeen. Kansas City, Ron. Um, I watched this game at least the first half, and I was just like, "Wow, Sappy has it! This is great! I mean, we can possibly win this game." I didn't watch the second half because I had to go to work, but the second half, it was like, "Listen, if you take Sappy from the Steelers' first half, that's and take Sappy from the Kansas City first half." Do not. You have you have a winning quarterback. You cannot look at that Steeler game and take any you know take anything like it, it's real, right? The Steelers did not show up. Period. They gave up and did not show up. Um, so you can't. Zabby could have thrown for ten touchdowns. It wouldn't have made a freaking difference. You go out and just play another team 
and the real Zappy would would show up. And that's what happened. Patriots are not a good football team. They don't have a quarterback. And at the end of the day, I don't care who you play, right? Some team decides to go out and lay an egg. He looks like Joe Montana. Well, great. He'll be Joe Montana for that one week. You know, well, Zappy's not the answer. Can we agree that Zappy is not the answer? Well, we know Zappy's not the answer. But let's pump the brakes because against the Steelers, it was Mitch Trubisky. Against the Chiefs, it was Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And he basically said, hey, that's why I'm Patrick Mahomes. Every time the Patriots gave him pressure, he walked left, walked right, found somebody, money. Yeah. That's why, that's basically why he's Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Sappy, when the pressure came, turned over. Mm-hmm. So that's why, basically what it comes up now. Yeah, I know they didn't have Armando Stevens, so they couldn't run the ball. But, I mean, the game was basically, second half, it was all all Kansas City. They could have scored more points. I know Andy Reid was, like, being gracious and took a knee. But, listen, we know, right now, we just know that we got the second draft pick. And two QBs are headed our way. So, uh, let's just, because Mac is not the answer. Sappy's not the answer. So they're both so. gone. That's what you're saying. No, I think Sappy can be a good, a decent, you know, backup if he puts it together. I just, I don't, I don't think Mac is gonna be there unless some miracle happens and he like becomes a better backup. But mm-hmm. I don't think he's gonna be the start. But then again, I don't know because he seems like he's likable the first couple of games. You know, preseason, and then I don't know what happens. Mm. It turns into a pumpkin. Uh, the other game, Steelers, Pittsburgh at Indiana. It was one and a half favored by Indiana. I said Pittsburgh, 17 to 10. You had them losing 20 to 17. Final score was 30 to 13. So basically, we both thought that Pittsburgh could. St- Scored 17 points. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do that. Well, they had 13 in the first um, quarter and then laid an egg after that. So, you know. Did, and uh, did Rudolph come in? No, yeah, at the very end, like two minutes left after Trubisky threw like two interceptions, missed the wide open players, you know, left and right, didn't do the check down like Tomlin wanted to. Basically, after Trubisky played Trubisky football, um, and then the defense, like, just said, we, well, we had injuries. You know, we had a lot of attrition. You know, KZ went down. And again, KZ's our second safety anyways. He's not our starter. Um, but he went down. So now you put in a third string. Um, Fitzpatrick went down. He was out. So we're playing with, like, fourth and fifth string back there. Third and fourth string linebackers. Um, it was just too much. Those guys were third, fourth, fifth strings, and you know, guys from the practice squad for a reason, uh, and it showed on the de- on defense. Um, you know, we laid an egg and kind of gave up at at the end. I think uh, defensively, but you know, often I mean, the Indianapolis had 170 yards rushing. Yeah, yeah, but 205 in the air. To, to, so to, to like Trey Sermon and some other guy was off the street. So like their third and fourth running backs basically. So. That's that's the, and this is one thing I like about Tommy because he, he breaks it down to simple terms. There's like professional and then there's JV. We had a JV squad out there. They had a JV squad out there, you know, with their running backs. And that's what you get. Right. You got your JV team out there. You guys going to some random guy from off the streets going to run for like 100 something yards. That's what that's what happened. Um, but hey, it is it is what it is. I think Tomlin got. You know. I don't want to say he's fully outcoached this game, but he was outcoached. You know, at one point he didn't kick a field goal when he probably should have. He elected to punt. That's when they went out, you know, a long drive. I think it was like 12 runs in a row. They just ran the ball right down our throat and scored. Um, you know, and at the same time, I think we've realized Trubisky isn't the answer. He shouldn't have been our second quarterback. Um there's a lot of players, a lot of issues with our receivers. You know, those guys don't play. Um, and I think we, we find, I think the national media finally saw it. Like the players have tuned Tomlin out to a certain extent. 
and he has to a certain extent lost the locker room what i've been saying for like weeks now so seven wins that's it they're not gonna get any more wins. i don't see them winning another game this season. so this is gonna be tomlin's first losing season probably i know kenny's back practicing this week that makes a difference you know if he comes he's able to play like next week i doubt he plays this week but if he's able to play like next week it might make a big you know a little bit of a difference um but you know We'll see what the other players do. You know, Kenny's seven and two, I think his record is. Um, but if the receivers aren't blocking or running their routes properly, then I don't know what's going to happen. So I, I don't know, you know, but I think Matt, you know, they're they're out of it at this point. There needs to be changes in the offseason. I'll just put it that way. So are you saying that Tomlin, if he loses out the rest of the season, is he out? For sure, whether he loses the rest of the season or if they win, make the playoffs somehow, they're not going to extend his contract. Now, if he loses the rest of the season, they got to figure out. Was he was he signed to two more years? One more year, so he has one the twenty twenty four, and then he's done. Basically, they have to figure out: do they keep Tomlin, take the keys away, like they will need to do with Belichick too, hire someone for him as the coordinator, let him own, you know the offensive side of the ball you know off we need new line coach quarterback coach all that all that needs to be like done um will he be willing to do that or if not if he's not you know willing to relinquish control then you know can can they mutually agree to part ways or can you know will pittsburgh ship him somewhere else I mean, Ron, what I was saying is, will this, if Pittsburgh decides to move on, who would you want to see replace Tomlin? An offensive-minded head coach, um, someone like the enemy. Um, I think he would be a great fit because, one, you don't put up with bullshit. Like, if you remember the story from the offseason in Washington... They had to like go to him and say, oh, you, you know, take it easy. You know, you're pissing the players off. That's exactly what this team needs. Like Tomlin is a good, he's a nice guy, talks serious or whatever, but the players like him, you know, he's direct, but he doesn't like try to like, he doesn't go overboard. The enemy will go overboard. The enemy will sit your ass down and embarrass the hell out of you. That's what they need. That's what Pickens needs. That's what Deontay needs. That's what young players need that don't have any self-control, don't have any maturity. Um, they need that like hardcore person. And the enemy obviously is a great mind. He's a good coordinator. I love the stuff that he's doing there in, in, in Washington. I think he'd be a good head coach. Um, there's those other guys out there. It has to be somebody like offensive minded, um, someone with experience as a head coach too. We're not going to go out and just grab anyone without any experience whatsoever at the NFL ever. Uh, level, but um, so you you don't want a defensive coach? No, no, at all. No, I think I think if it was like four or five years ago, maybe you know when you had Big Ben. But when you got a Kenny Pickett as your quarterback, he's going to be going into year three. You got to figure out what he is, or and and if he's not the guy, you got to go out and draft somebody else and start the process over. You need to have an offensive mind, someone who's able to communicate and develop a, a quarterback. Tomlin was never that. You know, he was always like hands off with the, you know, with Big Ben. You know, he, there's nothing he could ever say to Big Ben. You know, so I think we we need someone who's able to have a good relationship with the, with the quarterback and develop someone. You know, whether it's Pickett or somebody else. That's that's what the Steelers need. All right, Ron, before we go into week 16, let's do our power rankings for the week. Oh, actually, before we actually go to that, Ron, who was your upset special? So my upset special was Washington at L.A. L.A. was favored by six and a half. I had Washington winning 28 to 27. They lost 28 to 20. So I missed that. And I didn't get to watch this game at all. I think the Rams control the game for the most part. Uh, for what I recall, but 
yeah, I was scoreboard watching, and uh, it, it's true. The Rams were up, and then Washington kind of made a comeback, but it was it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Baltimore at Jacksonville. I had Jacksonville winning 24-20. They laid an egg. It was 17-23. That was a Sunday night game. I watched the whole game, mm-hmm. and... I came to the conclusion that uh, Trevor Lawrence is not a good, not a good quarterback. Yeah. No, uh, I think you're coming to the wrong conclusion. I think your conclusion needs to be Baltimore is a good team. Number one, Lamar Jackson's a real deal, and their defense is underrated. That's why I have them winning the AFC. I had them, you know, going to the Super Bowl. I think their defense has been underrated. And I don't think people are giving the defense enough credit. When you can go out and make Lawrence look like what he, you know, is. I'm not saying Lawrence is perfect. Maybe he's a little bit overrated, but I don't, I don't think I wouldn't say he's pedestrian or anything like that. No, I just think like, you know, there was a there was some. He fumbled the ball for no reason because he wasn't mm-hmm. it. He just didn't have it right. And for and I do I do give you credit. Baltimore did um, bring in uh, T, uh, ATM. Mm-hmm. He, I think he had less yards than, than 100. Yeah. But and they were missing Christian Kirk, too. So their second... Christian Kirk. But they have Kevin Reilly, and he did nothing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't I don't want to say Trevor Lawrence, it all falls on him, but he did not look good Sunday night. And that was a game that they needed to win badly, mm-hmm. and now they're in a three-way tie with Houston and Indianapolis. So go figure. Ron, who is your top five teams of power rank? Yeah, so I think just one team has changed. So I got San Francisco at one, no change there. Baltimore at two, no change there. I got Miami at three. I think I had them at four, yeah, last week. Um, I got Dallas falling to four. Uh, They were at number three last week. And I got Detroit moving uh, back into the top five at five. Philly dropping out. They were five last week. They dropped out of the top five for me. Mine's there was two teams that I changed. Cleveland got dropped out. Even though they won, um, it wasn't very convincing by Flacco. And we were just talking yeah. about, yeah. oh, DTR is going to play. No, mm-hmm. it's Flacco is going to play. And and threw he three interceptions. He was very sharp, but they still won. Yeah. So, you know, this is still good. Um, and then I put Philly back in. I know they lost, but I just feel like they have such a good lead that they can they can win out. Um, but it was San Francisco at the top of my list. But that could be Baltimore. Who knows? I just feel like Baltimore is, are they really challenged though? Yeah, they have they have the best road record. See, this is my thing you have to have two things to be on this list you have to be good on the road and you have to have a good defense both san francisco and baltimore have good defenses and they're actually good on the road not so much miami for some reason they still i still see them like they're not a good road team but they might get the number two seed right i think they're number two Mm -hmm. right now so they might only need to go on the road uh, that one time to Baltimore. So, yeah, I, I'm monitoring that, but at the same time, and that's why I put KC because you can't count KC out totally. I just want to see them win on the road because I feel like all the time, all those times that they won Super Bowl, they didn't have to leave Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. So when when they get to the playoffs, you mean right? Yeah, go on the road and win a game. So and that's going to be tough for them this year. You know, receiving is a mess. Um, they got to fix that next year. You know, I don't know. Mahomes is great. He's not enough though to drag that team through a gauntlet in the playoffs. Kel- Kelsey's getting up there in mm-hmm. age. He's not the same as he was. I know he bagged Taylor Swift, but. Hey, what you do on the on the field? Mm-hmm. Forget about what you do outside the field. What you do on the field, and I don't think you know Mahomes can trust Rice. Can 
and can trust Tony Calding, uh, Valdez, Valdez Calding. I, I don't know. I don't know what, what's going to happen. So it might be the first time. And we were talking about this, like, who do we have in the Super Bowl? We never wrote this down. So I remember that I had Philly and Kansas City, but that's might not be the two top teams at the end. Yeah, I think I had Philly and Baltimore. I'm definitely sticking with the Baltimore one. Philly worries me because not just because they're losing, it's how they're losing and the defense has not been what it's supposed to be. So that worries me. San Francisco looks like the favorite. I'm still not counting Detroit out either, even though their defense is terrible. I think they can go out and score a lot of points uh, and just, you know, bludgeon you to death in the playoffs. Um, But I, so I think it's in the AFC, it's Baltimore, and I'd be shocked if it's anyone else. But in the NFC, it's 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 wide open. You know, it may be San Francisco, but it, I think it's wide open uh, outside of San Francisco. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and Ron, let's do Week Six in because it's actually a, it's actually below 50 degrees in Florida. Mm -hmm. so, so for all you guys out there, it actually gets cold in Florida. If you didn't know, um, New England at Denver. Denver is favored by eight points. Ron, what's your prediction? Yeah, I got uh, Denver winning 24 to 17. I think Denver is going to bounce back. Um, it's tough for anyone to go into Denver and play well. Um, New England is, I'm not saying they mailed it in. They're going to go out and play hard, but they, you know, they're not a, a I don't think they're a better team than Denver is, so Denver should win this pretty easily. I have New England winning 24 to 14, but I don't even know if they can score 24 points. I do have them winning if, and that's a big, big, big if, Sappy can actually play two halves. Two has where he doesn't turn the ball over. What do you what really think is going to happen? Seriously, what do you really think Listen, if you were to put a score down? Can, if, Kansas if your City, life depending on this, what what do you think is going to be the outcome of this game? Listen, I don't want to overstep on my upset special, but I want Carolina to win so that them and New England can have the same record. Mm. Three wins and... No, not the... What do you want? What do you think is going to happen? What does your gut tell you As far as who's going to win this game, my gut tells me that New England can put it together. Oh, so your my, what your gut has been telling you that for like eight, eight nine, ten, eleven straight weeks. Listen, I'm not saying my gut is my gut is perfect. I'm just saying you need to stop listening to your gut. This is this is a, a defense that sometimes look good and sometimes look terrible. Yeah, well, I don't think and, the issue is the defense. It's just the offense is a hot mess. Well, sometimes Wilson can look good and sometimes he look terrible. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, they showed that scene where Champagne basically, you know, tongue lashes him out. So I don't, I don't, you know, I don't trust Denver. I feel like the crowd will be into it. Champagne, of course, he's a good coach. So maybe he'll have the, 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 the Denver, Denver ready for this, but. I have New England winning. Okay. I don't know. You know, the over and under is 34 points. I don't even know if they get to that. Uh, the next game, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is favored by two and a half points. Ron, what's your prediction? Yeah, I got Cincinnati winning this easily. This is in Cincinnati. I got 28 to 13. Mason Rudolph playing. I think he is... Is he better than Trubisky? He won't turn the ball over as much as Trubisky. But at the same time, he's kind of like a statue back there. Um, and, you know, he's not as accurate, I don't think, either. So um, he's a third string for a reason. Um, and so I think last week was the beginning of the end. Or maybe going back a couple weeks, it was the beginning of the end. This is like the nail in the coffin for the Steelers. I think they won't show up at all offensively. That part's not a surprise. I think the defense... We'll go out and lay an egg. I can see it being 21-0 at like half and Cincinnati just like coasting, coasting at that point. Yeah. I got Pitt winning 14-10, to 10, but, you know, like you said, the offense is not there. Maybe the defense is not there as well. 
I just don't like this Browning kid. Yes, he beat Minnesota, but they make it out to be like he won the Super Bowl. I, I won't see him have a complete game. I think with the Vikings, it was half. He came in the second half, the first half, he was terrible. I want to have him. I want to see him have a complete game before I crown him. Oh, Cincinnati has a good QB, mm-hmm. but I, I that's why I pick Pittsburgh. But you know, same thing as New England. I'm not, you know, it's it was one of those gut gut feeling. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Ron, who is your upset special? So I got Baltimore. This is the Christmas game. Baltimore going into San Francisco. San Fran favored by five and a half. That seems like a lot to me for some reason. I know San Francisco is playing lights out. And I know Baltimore just lost their running back. One of their running backs. So that's going to be, that's going to hurt for sure. But I've been eye on Baltimore the entire season. Um, I think this is a potential Super Bowl matchup, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think this is one against two. Yeah, this is going to be... It's going to be a great game. I can't wait for it. I got Baltimore winning 23-21. to 21. I have Green Bay at Carolina. Carolina, Green Bay is favored by five points, but I have Carolina winning at home 17-14. to 14. Now, I... I picked Carolina because I want that number one pick. <laughs> I want the You're number one draft pick. You're just picking based on what you want, not what you th- think is going to happen. Uh, well, listen, Green Bay has been up and yeah, down. Have, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to. I'm not going to stick my neck out for Green Bay that's, anymore. That's why that coach, what's his name? He was on the floor. Yeah, he was on my hot hot seat list. You know, so but then, but then they're in playoff contention, yeah. so. If they win this game, they probably are in the playoffs. But if they lose this game, it was a domino effect. We get the first pick. LaFleur gets a hot seat. A lot of things can happen from this game. Mm-hmm. That's why I picked Carolina to win 17-14. to 14. Uh, Ron, what do you have to say to the Steelers nation out there? Um, Merry Christmas. Enjoy the holidays with your family. Sucks the position the Steelers are in, but you, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, um, there's a light. What's the light? The light is, um, we know Trubisky isn't the answer. We know he's not going to be on the team next year. Mason's probably not going to be on the team next year. We're going to have a new coordinator next year. We don't know about the head coach. But change is coming. I think that's the light, right? We all want to change for the past five, four or five years. Well, I think we're finally about to get the change that we wanted. So that's the light that's at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, that's, you know, and I don't think that's, I think that's a, de- a, a very dimmable light because so many people, and I don't want to, I don't want to count you in that pile. So many people want Tomlin out. I, I just don't see that. The Steelers are an organization that has always, what, they have three coaches in like the last 40 years. I can see things changing around Tomlin, but not Tomlin. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Uh, as far as the Pats are concerned, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Bill Belichick is fired. No, he's not. Oh, this last season. No, he's not. Listen, this makes for good clicking bait. Makes for good radio, makes for good media, but it's just like the Steelers. If you want change, it's not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And especially Robert Kraft is just almost in his 70s or maybe above his 70s, also his 80s. Mm-hmm. Belichick, also in his 70s. These are not people that want to hit the reset button and start over from scratch, especially Belichick because he has his hands on everything. As soon as you step in the Patriot place, everything, even from the janitorial services, everything has Belichick's hands you on. You get that full control in yeah, uh, the it's Chargers, like, though. Mm, I just don't see him starting over. I just don't see Robert Kraft starting. There's, There's no way. way. You gotta start and over I, at I, some point, though, right? Belichick's yeah, not. Yeah, his son, Jonathan Kraft, yes, he can start over. But if you're the CEO and you're in your 70s, do you want to press a reset button and start anew and be sucking for the next 
five, ten years, whatever it takes. You might I die. Well, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to put myself in a billionaire's shoes. If I'm, you a, might die. If I'm a billionaire, I'm trying to protect my investment and. You can't change history, though. You you can't change history. But you do that by making sure you put a good product out there. And if you don't have a good product, it's and you know you think it's time to move on, then you got to move on because you want to protect your your product. I don't. I don't. I just don't see that. I think that he has history on his hands. He has the nine Super Bowl appearance, six wins. He wants Bill Belichick. He wants a statue, basically, mm-hmm. of Bill Belichick. He doesn't want Bill Belichick breaking the record with another team. He just doesn't want that. It's Teams just not going to happen. move on from great coaches all the time. Even Andy Reid, you know, he got shipped out, you know, from Philadelphia. So it happens all the time. Sometimes, no, not all the time. You happened. just mentioned one person. It, it happened, though, right? And who was the other person that had success? That's what I'm saying. You cannot have success. Or you can, but it happened to Andy Reid. Who else? That's the sex after they were a great coach here and then they move on to another. Name me another one. No, Bill Parcells, they got tired of him, right? Who, the Giants? Yeah. I mean, they got tired of him. It, it goes back to the ownership, though. Yeah, but, but point, two, two people in the last 50 years, but you it, just it, mentioned. The point is, it, it can happen. It sh- and it should happen more, to be honest with you. Mm. Once you've been with, it's just like anybody, not just like NFL coaches, but. Once you've been someplace for like five plus years, people start to like, that's what happened. I think it's happening in Pittsburgh. This, the same message that you said year one does not work year five, six, seven, 15, which is where Tomlin's at, 15 or 16, right? It does, that message gets old and stale and you need a new voice. And I'm sure that's what the Patriots are going through too, right? With Belichick. They're like, I mean, I know you had all those awards and you won all these games. You're a great coach and stuff, but... Lou Holtz was a great coach, you know, at Notre Dame. And, and players, they're like, dude, you're like 90 years old. We're not listening to you anymore. Right? That's, so That's why he's going to change. Listen, I think that he can turn around this team personally. Belichick? Belichick you lost your mind. Yes. If he, if he gets a good quarterback in there, like a, a better I, than I, these quarterbacks, you guys, I, I'm telling you, I'm saying you guys, it's not, it's not just you. It's a lot of people have this like like this weird belief that a quarterback can come in and fix everything like having a superstar quarterback like can erase having a shitty team or players that don't give a full effort or not having a coordinator or a coordinator has any idea what they're doing um you need like a full team you need guys around them it's not it's not just about having yeah you need a quarterback but it's more you, you definitely it's, need a it's quarterback. more than having a quarterback like, well, well, you start with a good quarterback, and then you surround them with weapons, and then a personnel. Whatever, whoever the coordinator the right one. is, yeah, whoever the coordinator is, you just have to have a good quarterback. Not listen, Tom Brady was a unicorn. We're not gonna have Tom Brady, but if you have a good quarterback, or at least a coordinator that sees potential in that quarterback, sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. And I think that. Yes, there have been times where Belichick has made a mistake in the personnel. But, listen, offense coordinator, Bill O'Brien, he's just working what he's got. He doesn't have a lot to work with. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. I think that if we do get the first round pick and we draft a good QB, sky's the limit. Sky is the limit. I, no, I don't believe that at all. I think okay, there's a we'll lot see. of holes to fill. The biggest one being, like, who the hell's calling the plays? But besides that, receivers, offensive linemen, you know, even running backs. You know, Zeke is going to be 50 probably next year. So Wait, what's wrong with Stevenson? I think he's okay, but he's, I mean, you need two running backs. I don't know how old Stevenson is. He's, what, his third year? He'll be going to third or fourth. Third or fourth, yeah. I think. So running backs fall off. That life shelf is, like, small. They fall off a cliff. You know, by, before they even get to their second contract, so I think there's more holes than you're than you're assuming, and I think you think a quarterback's going to go in the save. That's not happening. It's just not. Listen, we both know that Belichick can still coach. We both know that. So if he can still coach, he just needs to 
flip over the personnel, just get better players, get, you know, all that's going to happen. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but it's going to happen. Okay. It's just a matter of wait and see, wait and see. That's what I'm saying. Just wait and see. Hmm. Um, so other than that, I want to say, yes, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, <laughs> Happy New Year, and we'll have another show before the New Year, so I'm not going to go out and say Feliz Navidad, Prospero Año, hmm. before we actually get to the New Year. Ron, happy holidays, and I think you're going to have a party on the 24, yeah, right? Yeah, so, so we'll, be, we'll be there drinking... Uh, eggnog and watching football yep, yep. because the past played denver that's right what, what time's that game at i think that is an eight o'clock game okay i have not looked at the schedule at all i have no idea what's going on i know there's three games on monday i don't know how many games on sunday probably the regular scale but there's going to be games on saturday again so yeah it's all I weekend think the Seals are playing saturday. Yeah, we play saturday yeah so there's only two games on saturday is a game on Thursday? I thought we were done with Thursday. Yeah, I thought we were done yeah. with Thursday. Well, I guess not. Yep. All right. So in that case, peace. I'm going to say peace. Hey, guys. Thanks again for watching. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. If you, any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on uh, Shut Your Mouth Podcast at gmail.com. That's Shut YM Podcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us on Twitter or on Instagram at SYM Podcast. Thanks again.